Hello and welcome to Ordinary Lives Takeaways from a Pandemic, the podcast. This is a series designed to explore the various changes that we've made during the course of the pandemic and the varying ways and degrees to which our lives have changed. So this is the second series of interviews and the theme of this particular series will be international perspectives and international interviews. So I am here today with my good friend Andreas. Hi Andreas. Hello Luisa. <laughs> so Andreas is a friend who I studied with about six years ago. Um, he's currently living in Western Norway. I can say that he is a fervent West Ham fan, which I know that he won't mind me saying. Um, so that is the fun fact on Andreas for today. So Andreas, <laughs> can you tell us what's the current situation in Norway? Yeah, uh, I can. Um... On a comparative stage, uh, you might uh, say, uh, I think uh, there's a general consensus about that, that uh, Norway has tackled the virus to a quite uh, good extent. The number of uh, deaths we are around uh, is around 300, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, which is a kind of low uh, number uh, if you take into the cal calculation that uh, the Norwegian population is about 5.5 uh, uh, million. Uh, so uh, obviously uh, in the fall as, uh, as uh, in the rest of uh, Europe, you, you had this uh, kind of second wave uh, uh, coming uh, with a lot of a lot more cases in a lot of uh, countries, uh, whilst mm -hmm. the, the summertime was uh, much more back to normal, uh, you might uh, say to a very big extent, than uh, mm -hmm. uh, with quite few cases, but uh, which was again different to uh, when it all uh, began uh, in, in, in March. So what restrictions are currently in place in Norway? What restrictions are you operating under in Norway at the moment? It's, uh, to a very big extent, it's a very, uh, you might say that it is kind of liberal because you have not uh, seen this kind of, uh, these kind of curfews, for example, which you uh, mm -hmm. find in a lot of other uh, cities across uh, Europe. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of uh, the restrictions in place are uh, with regards to the number of uh, people at the events. Uh, for example, uh, football matches in the in the, at the professional level, then uh, there is a limit of uh, six hundred inhabitants. Uh, sorry, spectators uh, for for uh, for any given uh, game, uh, and that number was increased from two hundred. Uh, a bit uh, earlier. Um, so, it, at any stage, at any stage, did the football matches stop? Because I'm sure you're aware. Um, at some stage, spectators here weren't allowed. Yeah, uh, the series started in uh, in June, so it was uh, kind of uh, kind of late uh, beginning because it was originally meant to begin in, in March, but then uh, then we had uh, a kind of lockdown, which. Uh, um, and then it was not possible for the for uh, the national uh, football series to start. So it began in June, and uh, of course some uh, some matches have been cancelled or moved because uh, a player 
in a team got uh, got the virus and then uh, the other players in that given team had to quarantine but uh, okay uh, the the series will uh, the last day is on uh, the 22nd of December so it's uh, it's uh, just uh, before uh, Christmas and uh, who knows uh, maybe more games will be cancelled because of uh, of uh, snow, for example, <laughs> uh, mm. yeah, we are a country kind of uh, far north, so uh, mm. that might uh, possibly uh, happen. Mm. So that's another overlapping factor. Um, yeah. It's interesting because I think that's one of the things that's been interesting with the podcast because every person focuses on a different element. Um, so it's interesting that you focus on that kind of football aspect of things. I'm yeah. not sure exactly what the stipulations are currently here in terms of isolation of players if they do contract the virus um but it's interesting to hear what you're saying about the get the matches actually being cancelled um in terms of people in the streets is it obligatory to wear face masks on the streets in norway uh no it's not and that is another element uh which is uh quite interesting because uh in 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 march you had this uh, full uh, lockdown uh across the country but uh mm-hmm. in uh, in this second wave uh, if we call it a second wave uh then uh restrictions have been much more geographical uh with the, with the capital oslo being affected in a, in a very big way uh, mm-hmm. and there uh where it has been obligatory to use a face mask uh, if you are on the public uh, public uh, metro uh, okay. in in Oslo or uh, using any other kind of public transport. And uh, what about in the uh, shops? Yeah, also in the shops yeah. down there. If uh, if you are if you have not been able to uh, to uh, to uh, have a, at least uh, one meters distance to other other uh, shoppers, then uh, also in in shops. But uh, that is not that has not been the case uh, where I live in uh, in Ålesund in in uh, western Norway because. Uh, the city has not been that affected by by the virus as, for example, Oslo has. So the in the second wave in this fall, the the measures and restrictions have been much more uh, geographically limited than uh, than uh, in the first uh, part of the year. That's interesting what you're saying there, because I mean, in some respects, I suppose that's quite similar to what's happened here as well. As we've gone through the pandemic, more geographically um, stipulated. Um, situations have developed so for example yes tier system which I mentioned this earlier which has meant that certain locations might be in different situations to other parts of the country um but i do get this sense obviously that has been a, like you say a more liberal approach in terms of um, but what about you know how are people responding do you get the sense that people if it's obligatory for example to wear a mask on the public transport are people actually following that advice yeah to a very big extent, and uh, and the obligatoriness of public transport was uh, just if you uh, was unable to uh, to uh, keep uh, a one meters distance to other right, okay. uh, other uh, other commuters or other persons on the on the public transport. And I was myself in Oslo in October mm-hmm. because uh, I planned to go to a to a theater play, uh, which was. Uh, Unfortunately, cancelled. Uh, I got to know that when I was on the train down from where I live, and mm-hmm. then I got this uh, text message on my phone that uh, the the show tonight was uh, unfortunately cancelled. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, when 
I was in the capital, I, I met a lot of other friends and uh, traveled around on the on the on public transport and mm-hmm. uh, used uh, a mask. But uh, and then generally, I, I guess that uh, maybe fifty percent uh, used a mask. Then. That's interesting. So, uh, yeah, and uh, so a good number didn't uh, use it, but. Uh, on the other hand, it was not obligatory then uh, because they yeah. uh, they uh, they was they were able to to uh, to keep their distance and then uh, then it was all fine. So, yeah, and like you say, I mean, in terms of the severity of the situation, if we compare Norway and the UK, obviously it's a very different situation to begin with. So that's obviously the reason for those differences as well. But do you sense true. that? Do you sense that there is a general consensus in terms of um, public opinion? So, for example, do you think that people are happy with the way the government in Norway are dealing with things? Or do you think there's a significant division of opinion? I don't know. To a very big extent, I think uh, that... uh, And uh, as far as I remember, you also find that in statistics, that uh, a clear majority are supporting uh, uh, the, the measures that have have been uh, have been taken um, and uh, we we have this kind of famous norwegian word called uh, uh, dugnad uh, which dugnad? means that, dugnad very much correct and uh, <laughs> that that uh, on a general uh, note that might for example uh, mean that people are coming together in their neighborhoods to to work together to to uh, to clean up uh, or to, or to paint uh, any kind of buildings in a neighborhood, uh, but uh, uh, with this pandemic, you, you had this new uh, word coming up or this new word combination, and then it was uh, dugnad, so a national uh, dugnad. Uh, it was this big dugnad okay. uh, uh, in the whole of the on the, of the country, where uh, you had these sayings that uh, we are going to. Uh, stay together and keep together uh and and mm-hmm. uh and uh having a distance at the same time so uh <laughs> it uh to a very big extent i think that people have been quite supportive of the measures uh that have been uh taken and that they have uh been quite good uh, in in following uh measures and um i think the prime minister uh is also quite uh, quite popular and uh that more, no, more Norwegians okay. want uh, the current prime minister to uh, continue. She is the, uh, how to say it, the, the, the main uh, favorite of, uh, of uh, the different prime minister candidates. So, uh, okay. so uh, yeah, on a general note, I think that people have been kind of uh, supportive to, uh, to the government and the measures that have been uh, taken. Hmm. I really like this idea. Um... I can't remember the phrase that you're using. Dugnat? Dugnat? Yeah. Is that correct? Uh... Sorry for my pronunciation if it's terrible, but I really like this concept of like people coming together in this sense of community. You're making, I guess, Norway sound quite idyllic. Um, you know, whether whatever reasons there are for that particular situation arising and people responding in that way. Um, I really like this idea of kind of people coming together in a sense. I think that's a really nice kind of Absolutely. image. Absolutely, and it's, uh, it's uh, maybe on the... Uh on a more uh, uh, on a further stage a bit related to, uh, to the famous uh, slogans you had in the UK during uh, the Second World War where we had this uh, these uh, these posters uh, with uh, keep calm and, uh, and carry on uh, you know this uh, these kind mm-hmm. of messages which uh, 
uh, I guess was aimed to to create this uh, this feeling of togetherness and uh, and uh, as you say, community uh, across the nation. Yeah, I mean, they. I think they were used to some extent in the early stages of the pandemic here yeah. as well. Um, but I'm not sure that they've necessarily, you know, worked in the same way. Um, I think I would say that there's quite a lot of division of opinion, and people are responding in ways that is again, we should say, um, a very different situation here in the UK compared with Norway in terms of the numbers and the number of deaths. So in that sense, it's not really a fair comparison. Um, but it is interesting all the same to kind of hear about these different kind of cultural responses, I think it's fair to say, in, as well as kind of the governmental levels. Um, my next question was whether you've kind of had any, at a personal level, whether you've had any major takeaway um, lesson or kind of significant reflection throughout the pandemic, whether there's been anything that you've particularly focused on or learned or felt during this period? Um, no, I'm Maybe not uh, uh, that uh, many, but uh, yeah, I, I, I found uh, a lot of the changes which uh, indeed uh, have happened. Uh, it is interesting to think about, uh, yeah, how many which we will uh, take with us in, in the future after after vaccination and after all of uh, this is over. Uh, for example, with regards to. Uh, Washing your hands more, uh, more frequently uh, with regards to uh, using this uh, antibuck, for example, uh, and, uh, and keeping your uh, distance to other persons, and uh, also with regards to hugging, uh, mm-hmm. whether uh, when you meet uh, people again in the future, in, in two years or three years' time, if you uh, for example, uh, we'll have the urge to, to hug that person or uh, whether you will uh, think that, <laughs> that this uh, a bit of a more natural uh, way to greet people, which you will not uh, do as uh, frequently uh, frequently as you had in the past, uh, in the future. So uh, um, I think that is maybe the main uh, takeaway because uh, on a personal note, I, uh, I think that I've been... Uh, a bit uh, maybe a bit uh, bragging now but i think that uh, that i've been quite good in following all of the different advice that i have uh, got but, uh, uh, i actually i actually find it interesting that you say that because i remember having a conversation with our mutual friend ava um also norwegian i should yeah. mention um and i think from what she was saying she felt that that was a bit more in your culture anyway so it might be a bit more natural culturally for Norwegian people to be socially distanced because there is more of a social reserve in a sense. How do you feel about that? No, uh, absolutely. I think that is a very, uh, very uh, interesting explanation. And uh, yeah. also with regards to population density, uh, density, then it mm-hmm. maybe comes down to that a uh, bit extent because uh, just over to Denmark or uh, which uh, has around uh, the same number of, uh, of people uh, as Norway you have a lot of more people per uh, per kilometer than you have in uh, in, in uh, Norway so Norway is a quite quite big country and uh, very sparsely populated across the across the country as well so uh, mm-hmm. maybe that is another interesting uh, point and maybe also an explanation why why uh, Norway has not been that uh, um, that affected to a, to a, to a hard extent. Maybe not so uh, 
it's so hard by this pandemic because uh, because of uh, just its uh, geography. Yeah, I think it's so interesting to think about all of these different considerations. It, it's so interesting. There's so many different factors involved. Um, I wanted to touch on because you mentioned, I think, before we started recording this um, this kind of um, comparison between Sweden and Norway. Can you expand a bit on that and bring a bit of your perspective to that and how that situation's developed between the two countries and what that comparison means in a sense? Yeah, yeah, uh, that has been a very big uh, thing in uh, in the news uh, over here. Uh, obviously, um, yeah, we uh, are interested in what uh, the things happening uh, in in Sweden and Denmark. Quite uh, quite close countries, and uh, mm-hmm. the language is almost the same as well. So mm-hmm. it's perfectly. Uh, fine for me to understand Swedish and Danish and vice versa. Uh, but uh, yeah, Norway and Denmark took a quite uh, different approach to the virus than Sweden yeah, originally. Uh, for example, schools closed in, in Norway and Denmark uh, in, in, uh, in March, uh, while they uh, were kept open in Sweden. And uh, uh, Sweden had this kind of liberal uh, approach, which maybe the UK also had in the in the first weeks. Uh, it was this. I remember this big football match uh, on the 11th of March in in Liverpool, where we had uh, forty or fifty thousand you know, spectators, uh, whilst uh, they had uh, played uh, b- uh, before open stands in uh, in uh, in uh, other European countries. Mm-hmm. So maybe in the in the first weeks, maybe uh, the UK and Sweden had this uh, uh, almost the same approach, b- b- mm-hmm. because uh, it took some time before uh, uh, things closed down in in uh, in the UK. So, uh, but Sweden uh, to a very big extent has uh, been much more open than Norway for a long time. Um, so that approach that they began in the beginning, this, as you refer to it, more liberal approach um, in terms of things, that people having more freedom and things being less, in inverted commas, locked down, that is something that's continued throughout this period in Sweden, is it? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, they, they've had some restrictions uh, just recently, Sweden. So uh, maybe uh, this picture is a bit... Uh, is a bit... Uh, um, it's a bit, uh, bit broad because, uh, mm-hmm. of course, the, the approaches are uh, quite similar in all of uh, the different Scandinavian countries uh, because, uh, yeah, uh, they have, for example, population uh, uh, restrictions at the events in Sweden as well, as far as I'm concerned, that they have a certain uh, limit of people who can, uh, who can attend any uh, cultural event, uh, okay. for example. But... Uh, yeah, the 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 death toll that is kind of interesting because in Sweden it's around seven thousand uh, now, uh, mm-hmm. whilst in Norway it's about three hundred, and uh, the population in Sweden is ten million around that. So it's uh, twice the same, uh, same uh, twice the size as as Norway. So uh, mm-hmm. I think generally after the pandemic you will have a lot of research on this and. Uh, a lot of lessons to be drawn on uh, what kind of strategy worked best and which did not work, uh, did not work, uh, and uh, and onwards. So, uh, I guess for uh, researchers in the in the future, uh, economists, uh, 
uh, anthropologists, uh, etc. They will uh, have a lot of uh, things to, to focus uh, on with regards to uh, to these uh, different strategies, which indeed have been uh, have been taken. Yeah, I think that's it. And I think we're having all these conversations and we're talking about all these different factors and it is a discussion that's kind of developing and ongoing and overlapping. It's true that it won't be until we will necessarily know um, which country, as you like, has coped the best or which strategies did work. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I think it, we're in we're in the midst of it. We're very much living this situation still. Um, thanks mm. for that. That was interesting. It's a bit more fun, potentially. It was, have you had any kind of favorite takeaway food or has there any been any particular food that you've been particularly enjoy, enjoying over the course of the pandemic, whether it's a Norwegian dish or whether it's some other dish? Um, no, it's interesting uh, with regards to, uh, to uh, that uh, question. Uh, <laughs> I found that a bit funny, as you, as you said, um, because I... To be honest, I kind of quite like to, to cook uh, on my own. Uh, I, uh, I never order takeaway food, I would uh, say. But uh, obviously, uh, in March, when uh, when things closed down, uh, you had a lot of lot more time, maybe, to, to also uh, uh, focus your energy on on trying new things and so on. So uh, for me. Uh, I did not go any uh, place in in the Easter uh, holiday uh, because of travel, uh, uh, not restrictions, but uh, travel advice that you should uh, avoid unnecessary travels. So I stayed in the same uh, city as I live uh, in in uh, Western uh, Norway. And uh, there's this traditional Norwegian dish, which I uh, for a long time had uh, wished to uh, to uh, to taste and uh, it's called uh, smala hova and uh, I'm not going to uh, try and pronounce that it's too hard <laughs> no but uh, what it is it, it seems really an an, an appetizing because it's uh, it's a sheep's head oh, which is really? uh, oh I'm not sure is, I can uh, get on board with that to be honest with you <laughs> now uh, I perfectly understand that and it's uh, it's uh, it's cooked for a lot of uh, for uh, numerous hours and, uh, and then uh, and it's really salty so uh, I bought uh, this uh, half uh, or two half uh, sheep uh, heads and uh, I made them uh, during the Easter holiday when I was uh, here in my uh, city it's a very traditional dish in in, uh, in western Norway uh, which is the region I reside in and uh, uh, yeah uh, that was uh, <laughs> that was a uh, fun dish uh, I, uh, I got to made uh, during this pandemic when I was uh, in the city I normally live and uh, yeah I can tell you uh, that I will not make it again because I didn't find it that good <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was uh, fun to try nevertheless. Um, it's interesting to hear about traditional dishes and you kind of learn about your you get an insight into a culture um, from from doing that and I think that's part of the reason why I kept the question because um so I remember back in, I think it was episode four, I'd interviewed Sukhdeep and he originally said to me, oh, that's a great question. And then I was considering taking the food question out for the second set of interviews. But I spoke to a friend about it and he said to me, um, no, but that's that's um, 
a really interesting question. And particularly if you're talking to people from different countries and cultures, um, it could be even more interesting. So that was my reason for keeping that question in. And yeah, we've learned a little bit about traditional Norwegian cuisine. So thank you for that, Andreas. <laughs> That's uh, perfectly fun to share. And uh, <laughs> I understand that you were, that uh, if you don't want to try it. <laughs> Um, I can't say I have any, have any experience with Norwegian food. Um, I've tried Swedish food in the past, but no experience with Norwegian food. Um, and yet, to be honest, it's probably not going to be top of my list. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would be interested to hear more about Norwegian cuisine in the future. Um, so thank you for that. Um, and thank you so much for sharing your time today. I think it's been really interesting. Um, we talked about the fact that, you know, there is such a difference in terms of the situation in regards to the virus, not just because of the response, but because of how situation, how different the situation is um, between Norway and the UK and, um, you know, comparative death rates and comparative case rates, um, making the situation very diff different. But all the same, I think it's interesting to hear so many different cases of how different countries and different cultures have responded and have reacted to this situation so i really appreciate you giving the time to share your perspective and thoughts on it today absolutely and it's uh also uh kind of interesting uh on a personal um uh note i think i mean to uh reflect more uh more uh, deeper about these uh, questions and, uh, and the air that we have uh, indeed uh, that we are indeed soon uh, laying uh, behind us uh, mm -hmm. for the future uh, in order to uh, sort of uh, um, yeah just talk about these issues and, uh, and uh, put our own uh, words uh, and reflections uh, uh, to them. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, thank you again, Andreas, and take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.